the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so good. Let me help you me. not get depressed like for the next so 500 days. What you see on the Democrat Marxist mafia propaganda called media, what you see on all of them. I have three TVs on here in Studio Xanadu, NBC, CBS, CNN, all three of them. Breaking news today is that Ron DeSantis is going to announce. That's the breaking news. And now all of the propagandist frauds who have allowed a dementia patient crook, an asset of the Chinese Communist Party, because they share so, so much in common with the American communists, whether they're unions, teacher unions, whatever the case is, allowed this dementia moron to be your president. The only reason he's in there is because they made people believe he's capable of putting his own freaking pants on, which he is not. So what they're going to tell you about any of them, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Tim Scott, Chris Christie, the fat bastard, Larry Elder, or Asa Hutchinson, it's irrelevant. And they'll get on their Republican cohorts of corruption, like Kasich, to come on and give you his idea. The whole time, never wanting this corruption, this mafia government to end. So it doesn't matter what they say. The good news is, the vast majority of people can see the destruction of the Democrat Party. So if this can all stop tomorrow, all of it could stop. Stop electing Democrats. They're two-bit corrupt gangsters. They prove it time in and time out. Now, Congresswoman Kakai yesterday, right before my show, she gave the threat that they were going to take to the streets. You remember this. I think there would be a huge backlash from our entire uh, House Democratic you know, caucus, certainly the progressives, but also in the streets. You know, I mean, I think... So Congressman Woman Kakai, birthing person that she is, she's out today to double down on stupid because that's what she is. You see, we pretend these people are qualified. These are ideological morons practicing ideologies that have destroyed everything, everywhere it's ever implemented, every country. You know, you would be amazed to see South America before it started to adopt this Marxism, this socialism, and this corruption. You would be amazed to see Europe. Eastern Europe, all of it. Yet here they are in America, and they're all promoting the same ideology of all different degrees of communism. But you're willing, but you're willing to tank it if it's not? They are willing to tank it. They, no, 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 sorry. That is exactly the problem, is when the media reports this as not their fault. And I'm just going to say, I know so many of you, I have so much respect for what you do, but let's tell the truth here. We are not tanking anything. See, now, Congresswoman Kakai, 
also known as Jayapal. She doesn't understand how a republic works, even though she's a representative in it. You see, stupid, the Republicans are in control of the House. The House is the most important part of all government because it's in control of the true policies and the true laws. You, dimwit, are in the minority. The majority of that body passed a bill a month ago. Now, your cohorts in corruption at the Senate and the dementia patient, who you tell them how to think, he's at fault for anything, any stalling. The American people have spoken. The bill is passed. It contains $4.5 trillion of spending cuts. So all your bureaucracies, all your phony baloney jobs, all your money laundering schemes to the idiots in school so they don't have to get college tuition and the rest of it, it all comes to an end. It's kind of like the way Joe Biden wanted it to run back in 1984. In 16 years, it'll be the year 2000. He'll be 19 years old. What happens if every tax dollar that we pay, 50 to 60 percent of it, is just going to pay the interest on the debt? He will be paying for what we lived on. We should be investing to allow him to be able to live on something. Joe Biden wants an immediate budget freeze, a constitutional amendment to limit spending, and a fair tax bill to guarantee our children's future. That's exactly the bill the Republicans passed. But Congresswoman Kakai either wasn't in the country or didn't learn how to read yet. Maybe she had her eye when they could both focus on the same thing, unlike now, where no matter where you turn her head, the one eye goes north. In the meantime, spokes idiot, affirmative action sideshow Bob, also known as KJP, is going to let us know how dangerous this is, and she's going to try to remember the names of the people in charge of the Treasury. Americans understand what will practically happen on X day. There will still be money left. What is the rate of the cash flow and where will the money be prioritized? Um, whether it's uh, Medicaid checks, Social Security checks, what happens on that day? So the reporter knows more about the, the situation and the issues and the rule of law than any of the sitting Democrat Congress birthing people and non-birthing people than KJP who is going to prove herself to be an affirmative action moron as she does every time she opens her mouth. But what this means is, if they do not pass any law, prioritization of spending kicks in. We never default on any debt. Social Security goes out. Medicare goes out. It all goes out. The only thing that stops is what Joe Biden has managed to do to us, to hoist upon our backs with his spending agenda. All of that will stop. All the bureaucracy expansion, all of the fascism, it will all stop. It will be the greatest friend to not just the economy, but the American people in general. But KJP knows she has to rally the cult of morons that still think this is a political party rather than a Marxist movement. So, uh, as I've said, uh, look, um, look, that's not the as it, as you uh, speak to prioritization. Uh, that is not the plan. It is a, a recipe for economic catastrophe. Uh, it would throw the economy into chaos. Uh, so, just want to be really clear about this. The, sev- uh, uh, the Secretary of Treasury uh, said and has said this as well that uh, prioritization. Now she's trying to build you a scenario where she's going to go through a litany of X. Treasury heads that have said shutdowns are bad. And she can't get through the sentence because she's your typical Democrat. She's a moron and can't speak in complete sentences. However, this is this is kind of telling what she's going to try and do here. Is effectively a default. Uh, Stephen Stephen um, Munchkin Munchkin uh, said, and I quote, that doesn't. 
It's Steven Mnuchin. Stupid. Oh, God. And he was there before Manhands, Janet Yellen, not that long ago. You were on all the talking shows talking about how terrible the Trump years were. And what Steve Mnuchin said about shutting down the, the government was really not quite the truth. But Steve Mnuchin was a Democrat all of his life. It was my main object, objection about him. In fact, he was the biggest money bundler on Wall Street for Barack. He likes big butts and he cannot lie. He also has a very attractive third wife, who I'm pretty sure gave me a lap dance at the dollhouse. Makes sense. The government should honor all of its obligations and the debt limit should be raised. Jack Lew, I think prioritization is just default by another name. Uh, Timothy Geithner, prioritization is unworkable, harmful, and the world would Turn recognize page. it as a first ever failure by United States to meet its commitment. The only way to avoid this kind of economic disaster is for Congress to do its job. It's for Congress to act, to prevent default, and that's going to be our focus at this time. Now, Congress has done its job. Here's another good thing that's happened throughout this turmoil and tumultuous time in our history is that Kevin McCarthy almost sounds like an actual actual representative representing the people. He, he He's almost pulling it off. I'll tell you what, I'm starting to think maybe he's not quite the cheap folding chair that I think he is. He's starting to get a little, at least he can talk a good game. We cannot continue down this path. But the president waited 97 days, not even to talk to me. He could have spoken to me, said we were wrong on other angles, but he didn't. And now we're eight days away from Biden having to default. I don't want that to happen. That's why the Republicans in the House in April lifted the debt ceiling with common sense, sensible things. They're pulling the COVID money back. Work requirements, they let people go back to work, help our supply chain, make us less dependent on China. And more importantly, people working, then they're paying into Social Security and Medicare, making those two entities stronger. And then making us stronger in our energy field where we're cutting the red tape, where we could build things in America again, putting people back to work. That's reasonable. That's rational. But it sits in the Senate. But if the president waits too long, now some people that up. the problem with America is you have the it has the attention span in, in particular when you factor in the moron Democrats of a titsy fly. It cannot remember exactly why we're in this position, how we got here, what Nancy post op Pelosi the drunk get off the table, what she did in a lame duck session after they lost the house, spending two trillion dollars in an omnibus bill. But it also can't remember who Joe Biden is and what he did on his first. Weak. It is not administration policies that have affected supply and demand. Here's what your president did when he first came to office. He immediately re-entered the Paris Climate Accord. He canceled the Keystone Pipeline. He halted leasing programs in Anwar. He issued a 60-day halt on all new oil and gas leases and drilling permits on federal lands and waters. That's nationwide. That accounts, by the way, for 25% of U.S. oil production. He directed federal agencies to eliminate all supports for fossil fuels. He imposed new regulations on oil and gas and methane emissions. Those were all just in the first few days. Are you telling me that's had no effect on our energy? Now, I like Hawley. I truly do. But Joe Biden didn't do those things. The mafia that surrounds him did. Joe Biden is incapable of doing anything, which is why he never called Kevin McCarthy. He's been hiding from not just the media, but from the opposition. My only question is, why isn't Kevin McCarthy and the rest of the Republicans calling for an immediate hearing on the fact that we have an unfit president? He cannot handle the duties. He is a shell of, him, of, of his former self.
Um, so on the debt ceiling, uh, you, know, you used words like catastrophic and, and devastating today. But the president, again, is going to Camp David this weekend and then going to Delaware. Um, if the situation is so dire, then why, why is the president? Well, I already answered that question. So you have another one? I literally just answered that question. He came I'm back happy. from Japan. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Came from, back from Japan. He's been in front of the camera for five minutes. Closed door meeting. Nobody comes out. He cannot articulate the issues without notes. He's a dementia patient. Um, Speaker McCarthy continues to criticize the president for not meeting with him for 97 days to talk about these issues. Given how close we are to this June 1st deadline with no deal at this point, does the president have any regret for not engaging with McCarthy over that time? We've been very clear, Karen. I appreciate the question, and I, I know what the speaker has been saying, but we've also been very clear for the past several months of where we are and what's at stake and how important it is for Congress to do their job. The beauty of prioritization of the debt means we'll also stop funding the oligarch war, that our money has been stolen by the oligarchs in Ukraine, not to mention it hasn't stopped one death. In fact, we can't get the numbers of the people that have been killed and not one talk of diplomacy. All of this can stop tomorrow. Impeach Joe Biden and vote out every single Democrat in office anywhere if you want it to stop. If not, just get used to the calamity everywhere they rule. On our 11 a.m. news, we told you about people being robbed at gunpoint at two Chicago gas stations overnight. Now police say there was a total of six incidents. The spree started in the 1100 block of North Cicero just before 4 a.m. Investigators think the same group that robbed someone there hit five more gas stations over the span of about two hours. A victim was shot during one of those robberies in the 3900 block of West Ogden. He was taken to the hospital in good condition. The thieves were driving an older model white Toyota Camry. Times that by every municipality, the Democrats, scoundrels and scallywags and thieves and political whores rule. And that's exactly what it sounds like. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I was a big Tina Turner fan, really. I wonder if they're going to do an autopsy. Ileana Omar. You remember Ileana Omar. She's the one who married her brother. Married her brother, Squirrel. Even outside of Saudi Arabia, this sounds a little squirrely. We need to stop letting Kevin McCarthy take us for fools. You are a fool, honey. Now go give your brother a lap dance. In the meantime, toots. The Republican is the majority in Congress. They are speaking for the people who voted in the majority. We said we had enough of this nonsense. No matter how you spin it, even when it's an affirmative action dimwit like KJP. The president's plan is a good one. It's a popular one. And it will help prevent borrowers from default when loan payments restart this summer. The oh, yeah. One of the things that will be cut is the student loan nonsense where people pay for these spoiled brats who go to college and get degrees, like the NYC professor who held the machete to the guy's neck. Oh, you're a, you're a professor? Yeah, sure you are. Where'd you graduate from, dummy? Choice House Republicans make today will send a clear message to their constituents. Let's take a look. We'll 
Marjorie Taylor Greene, who had $183,000 of her own business loans forgiven, vote to deny debt relief to the 92,000 student bars she represents? Turn page. See, because the stupid idiot can't remember anything without reading it, and she can't speak it when she does. But what KJP is trying to do is equate the problem I have with Donald Trump. Shutting down the economy, forcing PPP loans out for business owners like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Do you know what business she owns, Squirrel? Very interesting. Turns out she's a third-generation construction company owner. Did you know that? She had hundreds of blue-collar workers, all kinds. Carpenters, laborers, bricklayers. So her business was shut down because they were not essential. They didn't have a lobbyist on K Street to bribe one of these political whores called politicians to make them essential. So she wanted to make sure that they still got paid as they were kicked off the job by government. Not the people who hired them and not the company that employed them. So she took the money and she passed it through to her employees. She wasn't forgiven the loan, you moron Marxist fraud KJP. She kept food on the table of the employees of her company, like 90% of the people who took the money. Now, if you want to get specific, honey, let's get to the 48 Democrat scum in the Circuit Court of Cook County who made up LLCs and stole the money. Those are your constituents, like every rat bastard Democrat who couldn't wait to steal that money, like you. Will, will Representative Vern Buchanan, who had over $2.3 million of business loans forgiven, vote to deny student debt relief for 95000 of his own constituents? To the more than 40 million eligible student borrowers who are eagerly waiting to learn about the fate of their debt relief, I urge you to tune in today's vote into today's vote to watch which Republican lawmakers shamelessly vote against debt relief for you after having their Vern Buchanan in 1976 started and uh, to buy a Michigan printing company Jim McDonald was the owner of that company he took the store and grew it to 730 stores employing thousands of people 2.3 million is probably what he paid in his half half a year of taxes you moron. What did you ever pay in taxes? Bust out? Like every one of these Democrats scallywag frauds. Never contributed anything. These are the takers and the leeches and the roaches who want everything for nothing. And the only way they can get it is by bankrupting the nation. Now is the time to put up the, the fight right now. My offer to you is this, dummy. Nothing. And all of your phony pass-through companies all get nothing. And I want to bring back American businesses so we never have to go through this fascistic failure, mafia government that you and your dimwit cohorts represent. George Naperville. Sean, doesn't it always work better for the Democrats under the cover of a crisis, crises, and as they say, taking it to the streets? That's all they know how to do. That's why they have the same nonsense. The sky is falling. Now they want to regulate gas stoves because they want the money and the power to kick in your door and steal your property. They backdoor nationalize life like every other rat Marxist scum. You've been doing it for 150 years. The communist vote is a vote for life. A vote for the communist ticket. It is a vote to end racism to all forms of discrimination. It is a vote for jobs, a vote for a decent income, a home for everyone, for full equality of women, especially on the job. It is a vote for free child care centers and for working mothers a six-month maternity leave with full pay. 
It is a vote for free quality medical care, hospital care for all who need it. It is a vote for free college education for all regardless of income. We have the materials. We have the manpower to build a decent home for every family. We can build enough schools and hospitals. We can, if we can have modern mass transit systems. We can eliminate poverty and want. We can do all this. We can provide these services only if we eliminate corporate profits. As yeah, the- just ask anybody in Havana. Ask anybody from the former Soviet Union. Ask anybody in Venezuela. At least the communists in the 70s, like Gus Hall, at least they could speak in sentences. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, you got to give me a little Tina Turner. I, I know you're young. You don't know who she is. But in the 80s, she made a comeback in the 80s. Sexy, beautiful, legs all baby oiled up. She was a sexy son of a gun. And uh, the music was fantastic. So I know you're young, and I feel bad for you, because now what you think is normal is American Dark Ages, which is implemented by these political whores and pimps that have destroyed the quality of life. I am rooting right now. I'm going to tell you right now. Shut the son of a gun down. That's the only way we're going to get anywhere. I am rooting for the shutdown. And you want to shut it down. I, you no, keep no, talking no, no, about no. it. The last time, Chuck, you shut it down. No, no, no. And then you opened it up times. very quickly. And 20 times. I don't want to do what you did. 20 but, times Chuck. you have called for, I will shut down the government if I don't get my wool. None of us have you said You want to know something? You've said okay, it. Okay, you want to put that you on my You said it. I'll take it. Okay, okay, good. You know what I'll say? Yes. If we don't get what we want, one way or the other, whether it's through you, through a military, through anything you want to call... I will shut down the government. Okay, fair enough. And I am proud, and I'll tell you what, I am proud to shut down the government for border security, Chuck, because the people of this country don't want criminals and people that have lots of problems and drugs pouring into our country. So I will take the mantle. I will be the one to shut it down. I'm not going to blame you for it. The last time you shut it down, it didn't work. I will take the mantle Good. of shutting down. And I'm going to shut it down for border security. But we security. believe you shouldn't okay. shut it down. Thank you very it's much. It's nice everyone. to hear a man, isn't it? It's nice to hear a man represent our point of view, our principles, standing up for the best interest of this country. Because since that man is gone and replaced with this dimwit in diapers, not just the quality of life in the Democrats' sewers have gone down, But the value of your dollar has gone down. That's the ramifications of allowing the new Marxist mafia to steal and seize control. And no, they're not Democrats. Democrats are what Joe Biden used to sound like when he had his wits about him. And Joe Biden's are are, are Democrats, American Democrats, are what, ironically enough, the guy who was married to the Duchess of Chaffington sounded like. All Americans... Not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more, by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, 
to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. So when you see what's happening to the once great city of Chicago, now the sewer of corruption and failure, realize what the Democrat Party has done, how it's fallen. And did you know, Squirrel, I think I don't know if it was that State of the Union or the one afterwards. During Bill Clinton's State of the Union, the teleprompter broke, and he did it from memory. Do you think uh, Hamana 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 could do anything from memory? America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, him, uh, foot, foot excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with. Yeah, yeah, me either, Squirrel. He can't do it. The dumb son of a. Glenn in Oakbrook. Hey, Sean. Hope you're doing well. Um, with regard to this, uh, I can't pay my bills on the federal government. The first bill that should not be paid is all the salaries and compensation for everyone in Congress. That's the first one that should go. How about the $40,000 office furniture allowance and the $30,000 spending spree? They get seventy grand for doing nothing. Yeah, Everything should go. Everything for Congress people should go. I would love it, Glenn, but it, it is already prioritized. That's why all of this that you've been hearing from the Democrat mafia, the world is going to shut down. It's all a lie. It's an absolute and total lie. The debt is the first check that gets written. We service the debt. We are bringing in more money than we ever have. Kevin McCarthy actually covered some of this. I was shocked. Because of the fact that you're going to need Democratic vote, probably in the House, definitely in the Senate. You have a Democrat in the White House. Why not offer a single concession beyond saying we're not going to default? We've offered a lot of concessions. The cap on the spending is a Democrat idea. The work, the work requirement was a Democrat idea. The time, I can't help it if the Democrats have become so extreme and now is a party of Bernie Sanders than the party where Joe Biden was elected. Joe Biden is the president of the United States. He is the head Democrat. But if AOC and Bernie Sanders is going to run their party, that's not my fault. I'm not even sure Bernie Sanders is a registered Democrat. If the president does not agree to exactly what you want, are you willing to blow past this? Okay, first of all. Your premise of your question is all wrong. When have I ever said you have to agree to 100% of what I want? All I've ever said to the president from February 1st, let's talk. There's only a couple things I will not do, Mr. President. I will not raise taxes. Why? Because we are bringing more revenue in, even to the GDP, not just to the 50-year average, but the history of America. That revenue will go to pay the interest on the debt, that we will never miss a debt payment. It will also go, second, to pay Social Security, then Medicare, Medicaid, whatever. It'll go to pay what needs to be paid. What will happen is all of the pass-through corruption that the Democrat mafia partakes in on a daily basis, as right now they enrich their friends, that'll stop. All those new bureaucracies and growth, that'll stop. It will be the best thing for this country. So shut the son of a gun down. Shut it down now. I don't even want to wait till next week. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thank you very much for taking my call. Anytime. I want to take and mention something here that I think is real important about why uh, myself and all my buddies and everything were talking about, like how important it is for Trump to get in, uh, be president again. It's this. So uh, 
honey badger is a little animal that's real courageous and everything and fierce and fights and everything like Trump and everything like that. But here's the interesting thing. That thing can bit by a bunch of venomous snakes and it'll go to sleep for about an hour and the system will get rid of the venom. And when it wakes up, it wakes up and it shreds the damn snakes that bit yeah. it and everything like that. It it. And I'll tell you what, that's what we need. We need that honey badger in that White House. And Trump will come in there. He's already got the experience of getting all bit the hell up by all these uh, rats and snakes and everything. He'll get, he'll take care of business because he's experienced. He's already been bit up and everything like that. And there's nobody else that could come in there and take care of business. We got to riddle get him in me. There. I, I listen. I, I have to tell you, I, I get the argument and I support a lot of the policies. You hear me? By far the greatest foreign policy president in the history of this country. What he did to deregulate the energy sector and a lot of his financial regulations he ripped out phenomenal, did great things. And I love that about him. But he won the last election and he's not president. Why do you think the outcome will be different? What has changed to make the outcome different? And I ask you this because you know why I'm depressed DeSantis is announcing today? Because I wanted him to lead the secession movement. See, these bureaus... These, these, these boroughs, I should say, of Democrat strongholds, these ghetto states and counties and cities, they're always going to steal the vote. You'll never get an honest vote. So they'll shut down the vote again for four hours. They'll ballot harvest. They'll come up with the phony baloney. They'll say he won. Then they'll burn the evidence like last time. And in the meantime, you want to do it again? I don't know how many times you got to stick the fork in the light socket, but I like your optimism, kid. In the meantime, that's exactly what will happen the next time. That's exactly what happened last time. Joe Biden is not a legitimate president. He stole the fracking thing. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Yeah, you did. Ta-da! And you know who said it again today? This is today. The unattractive Stacey Abrams, who I can't count how many chins she has, but it's more than three. Let's discuss these new poll numbers. Stacey Abrams, excuse me. Let's discuss these new poll numbers. Uh, President Biden's approval rating at 40 percent, disapproval 60 percent. It's a downward trend. Only 34 percent approve of his handling of the economy. I mean, can he win re-election with those numbers? Absolutely. We are in a deeply polarized moment. Absolutely. Three out of ten Democrats say they'd support him again. And you say absolutely. Why, Stacey Abrams? You big, big, big neck in our politics. And I think despite the low numbers, what we also know is that he has delivered historic investments. He has made impossible so many things that people are taking for granted. And the part uh, that he will play in the campaign is sharing that information, letting people know what has been done and juxtaposing it with whomever becomes a Republican nominee and what they will do. I'll tell you, for a chick that can't read the calorie count on the food she eats, you got all the answers. In the meantime, just say the truth, because you'll steal it again. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. There she is. Little smoky voice, huh? Never got me down, Ike. Uh, Let's go to the lines. Owen Willowbrook. Sean, that was a great clip you played of Trump shutting down Schumer. But why why doesn't McCarthy demand... 
that negotiations also be shown on television like that so they can show the weakness of the Democrats. And one last thing, that was a good clip you played about Clinton. The only yes. thing is he probably had to catch a Jeffrey Epstein fight right after. Oh, absolutely. But, hey, he got the, he got the big stuff done, except if, uh, you know, with the bombings yeah. of innocent hospitals and whatnot. But they forgave yeah. him. Uh, they felt yeah. it was worth it. In the meantime, Owen, for the same reason the people d- don't have the perspective of knowing what happens when the government is shut down, and they don't, also don't have the perspective of the 1980s, the greatest rebuild of America ever was during the Reagan years. He shut it down eight times. He won every one of those arguments. And the economic boom he created lasted until Bush bastardized it, along with Bill Clinton, and created the bust of 2008. There's never going to be a Democrat yuppie. They don't even know what it means, up-and-coming young professional. They have no idea, and they don't want any more of that. They have their constituents right where they want them, in the ghettos, in the hellholes, but on the nipple of government. And this is how they like it. They'll take any abuse for the promise of more. Just pay my student debt and everything else. Their own loans forgiven. And know this, President Biden won't stand for it. He will not stand for it. And he will veto this bill. That's it. There you go. Not to mention KJP. He can't stand on his own. He needs his nurse. He needs his handlers. Joe Biden is unfit unable to have the, not only the duties of office, he can't be a clerk at a 7-Eleven. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean Dittos. I love Craig from Mount Greenwood. But I'm going to tell you, you're the only one, I know maybe Gorka's mentioned it once or twice, but even he doesn't say it much. There's no way this idiot got 81 million votes. And until they figure out a way to straighten that out, one man, one vote. That means if we win by one vote, we win. None of this garbage. We got to fluid the polls because we know they cheat. I'm out. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that anyway. And by the way, did you know there were New York Republicans that were found guilty of the same thing the Democrats do? They did the same thing. See, this is the other thing you hear all the time. Oh, we got a ballot harvest, too. And we got a demand for mail-in votes. No, no, no. You, first of all, you can never out-cheat a Democrat. It's in their blood. It's in their corpuscles. Just name a Democrat from Chicago or Washington, D.C. They can't help it. But this idea that we have to do the same thing, which is fraud. What the Democrats do is fraud. And they know it's fraud, by the way. They like it this way. That's why they continue to double down on lie after lie after lie. Here, where's a good one? Where's a good one? I want to make a comment about something that one of my colleagues who just left the room said, you know, he made a reference to the former president of the United States and his family and their known business dealings in China and other places. You know, I found it interesting because one of the biggest differences between the Trump family and their foreign business dealings and the Biden family and their foreign foreign business dealings is that. The Trump family actually owns businesses. That's the most important thing to understand. Trump was not a politician. He did business. He was successful. He employed people. None of these Democrats, specifically Democrats, can ever say that. Oh, I understand Goldman in New York is the heir to the Levi fortune, and he's who they're going to hang their hopes on. However, he just inherited his money like Fatso Pritzker. Never made a dollar in his life. In the meantime... Joe Biden sits atop a fortune of hundreds of millions when you factor in his ugly family. 
And the Democrats just nod in the same way they nod about Nancy Pelosi and Stinky Hammer Paul. They're willing to accept the lie because they just want in on the scam. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so My next guest was a regular. If you watch Tucker Carlson, you saw my next guest. See, but he's much more than just a guest. He's an author, journalist, contributing editor at The Spectator. If I remember correctly, I even read an article of his in Playboy magazine. Simply for the articles is why I was always a subscriber. Chadwick Moore has a new book out called Tucker. It comes out July 18th. Chadwick, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Well, I appreciate all that you've done. I really do. I, I, I've read you for a while now, and I've always appreciated your perspective and your take on things. I'm interested to know what your take is on what the firing excuse was to get rid of a very controversial figure who covered very uncomfortable topics for the status quo in the gangster government. How do you view it? Well, I have sources that have intimate knowledge of the situation that have assured me that the reason that Fox canceled his show, and, and we have to be, he, he's still not fired. He's still an employee of Fox News. And I flip up and say fired all the time because that technology is in our minds, but he's still actually a, an employee of Fox. He just got his paycheck the other day. He told me it's almost paycheck. Uh, but what they've assured me is that it was a condition in the settlement with Dominion and that this agreement was reached just moments before the two parties were about to go to trial. Uh, Dominion, both Dominion and Fox have denied this. Uh, Dominion's wording in their denial is a little, um, uh, a little hyper-technical, you might say, that doesn't necessarily mean, it, you know, it's a, as the lawyers tend to do, it's a little suspicious. But this is what, uh, this is what I've been assured. Now, this news was out there. Uh, uh, previously, people had reported on it, and I heard this from my sources even before I read those articles. Uh, there was also a, a producer at Fox who was on a hidden camera video on Twitter saying this as well. I don't know that producer. He's not one of my sources. Uh, but that seems to be uh, what happened from what I understand. You know, Chadwick, I find this stuff very interesting because there's a lot of roots of corruption and corporatism in our society. And they often play both sides of the fence. And I like this topic because I think it, it, it kind of distracts people from the reality that there are companies that had major share uh, holdings in both Dominion and Fox News. It was really a shocking settlement when you think of a company that has a revenue of $100 million and gets a settlement for nearly a billion dollars. A settlement that I think you could have fought eight ways to Tuesday, and I understand, I'm from Chicago, I understand corrupt Democrat judges, believe me. But are you shocked by the lack of resistance and the immediate agreement to give someone a billion dollars? And if you look at who owns stock in both Dominion and Fox News, it traces to BlackRock and the rest of it. Could that be at play here and, and they be feeding us this excuse? Because I remember Tucker Carlson almost siding with Dominion and rejecting the Kraken, Sidney Powell and the rest of it. 
You're right. He did. He did reject. He pushed back against Sidney Powell uh, very strongly on his show, and he did not push these theories uh, about the voting machines being rigged really at all. Uh, he was highly skeptical. Uh, I've, I heard a lot of people talking about exactly what you're saying, and it seems like that some of these investors are simply paying themselves through this settlement. What I've understood, what, what people told me is, uh, you know, the, the biggest why, why everyone is left scratching their heads is they're saying, why would Fox get rid of their number one host? I mean, not only did they lose $767 million in the settlement, but they've lost countless, you know, however many billions in time will show because they got rid of Tucker, and a lot of people... The ratings are tanked. A lot of people left and never coming back. So why would they do this? And what I was told is that the reason they uh, settled and wanted to settle is that they desperately didn't want Rupert Murdoch to testify. Uh, and uh, he was going to have to, that, that Fox actually felt they would win the suit if they went to court. But that was, they just couldn't have Rupert testify for whatever reason. And uh, that's why they reached some of it. Now, when I asked, you know, why would they get rid of Parker? This doesn't seem like it makes any sense. And I, I was simply told that people who dealt with these executives were simply saying they did not understand his power. They didn't understand that his brand was as powerful, if not more powerful than their own. They simply looked at it as Fox is invincible. They still think they're the Fox News of 20 years ago. They thought, you know, we got rid of Bill O'Reilly. We got rid of Megyn Kelly. We'll survive this. Nothing bad happened. They essentially treated Tucker as no different than if they, you know, got rid of Harris Faulkner from outnumbered. Uh, and and but what I understand now is that they are kind of freaking out and realizing uh, a huge mistake that was. Chadwick, I'm interested kind of in your perspective, and I'll tell you, you bring a unique perspective to this because you started out as somebody who was a journalist and reporter, and you your opinion kind of stayed true to principles while the rest of the nation was unmoored from principles, for lack of a better word. And Tucker Carlson attracted those kind of people, people like me. People who want to argue against the Leviathan of corruption, which is the government, who want to tear apart the military industrial complex, who want answers from the CIA, who want answers from Big Pharma and the corporatists that pay and own all media. And then the, what I think was the nail in his coffin, and when I heard he got fired, I said, what took so long, was what he exposed of January 6th. Proving beyond the shadow of a doubt, it is a PSYOP inside job from Ray Epps to now what we know are admitted over 100, 100 FBI agents that were in the crowd stoking the, the, the so-called insurrection. And this is uncomfortable evidence in particular when he has thousands and thousands of hours of footage that prove these allegations. And he was the only reporter. So why not put him on ice, which is what these scoundrels at Fox did? which I think they should call it Schlitz News, because that's what I see as its future. And it's smarter <laughs> than firing him, don't you think? Well, yeah, I, I, well, yeah, I saw his uh, monologue that he planned to read on air the night of April 24th when he was fired. He had written his monologue that morning. He sent it off as, to his producers. And then he got a call from Suzanne Scott at 11 a.m. saying, uh, your show is being taken off the air. Thank you very much. Goodbye. No explanation. And that monologue was about January 6th. It was about Ray Epps. And it was also, in a darkly ironic twist, it was about AOC and other people in government trying to get his show taken off the air. So that's what he was going to talk about on air that night before they pulled his show. And I, and I do know that. I remember hearing um, that more Democrats than Republicans, by, normal, by declared party affiliation, watch Tucker. He attracted people who were like how I describe myself. I'm not a conservative. Conservatism is something that I don't understand the definition of. 
and the ones who, who, who wave the flag of conservatives repulse me. I'm a classic liberal. I believe in Americanism and principles of the Enlightenment. That's who Tucker Carlson attracted. He started to get those people who were lifelong Democrats, but understood the game of corporatism that we've all been sold by this duopoly of corruption called Republicans and Democrats. I think he was the biggest threat to the establishment Republicans than he was the Democrats. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. And this is a huge theme in the book. And it was also a huge theme in his show is that he, he did. He had the more Democrat, more 18 to 49 year old, the target demographic. Uh, he was the number one show of 18 to 49 year old Democrats on cable news, which most people don't know. And uh, he, he a staple on his show was always the disaffected liberal, the liberal who speaks out, the liberal who, you know, as they say, got red pilled, who then re- received a backlash. And that's how I was introduced to his show. I was on his first show when it moved into the eight o'clock time slot and and weirdly i was also on the last show on april 21st that we didn't know it was gonna be the last show but that was a huge core of his audience and those were also people that don't typically watch cable news but they did watch cable news for him and they got cable news subscriptions just for him uh and it was these people who are sick of the uniparty and they're growing more and more every day and they have been growing for many years and he was the voice for that in the mainstream and i think what's most upsetting to a lot of people is because I, I, I feel like you and I are probably similar politically, a kind of civil libertarian guy, you know, just, and that's exactly how Tucker's views are. And uh, I think what's most upsetting to a lot of people is that he was the only, or, or, we know that he'll go on and he will continue talking and as soon as he's allowed to and doing his thing and, and we'll take a new form. But, but our leaders don't care what happens on Twitter. Our leaders don't care what happens on the internet. They do care what happens on cable news. And, they, and he had their ear when he was at Fox. And now I think why it's so upsetting to a lot of people and why it kind of feels like a death is that our voice is no longer out there and, and our leaders are no longer forced to listen to it as they were when he was on Fox. But the beauty of our system of capitalism, the only place I really disagree with the hard left is they keep turning to their abuser for help, which I would love a conversation with a couple of these guys. However, the beauty of our system as it exists is there's always an opportunity. And I think the exciting part of what we're living through in American dark ages is you can rebuild this and you can get people from from where you used to populate and me and the rest of my audience. We're the real Americans who believe in the Enlightenment, who believe in the principles of Americanism. And we are the ones that want to see the end of corporatism, the end of this foreign boondoggle of money laundering through foreign policy, not to mention the death of war and mayhem that we're experiencing now. And the corruption in big pharma, the removal and tearing down the military industrial complex, and more importantly, the removal of these bureaucrats who are government supremacists, and they're playing this country like a fiddle. And I'm wondering, do you think that'll happen on Twitter, or will Tucker Carlson, who has a name now, to start his own network and his own Fox News? How do you see the future? I'm curious. He's going to... Start off on Twitter, and he's going to see how that goes. Twitter's relaunching a new uh, video platform. I believe it's called X Video that it hopes to compete with YouTube, and that's where he's going to initially start off. I think a lot of that is because his contract doesn't exclude him from doing that, but I'm not completely certain about that. Uh, but certainly, uh, you know, he was, uh, they were going to start a Tucker Carlson network, and this is another example of how disconnected Fox was. Uh, this was this was common knowledge among many people at Fox because they recognized the power of his brand and his message. And the executives said, no, no, we think that Fox Nation is the future. We're just going to give you two little shows on Fox Nation. And that was that. Uh, again, missing this opportunity. So there was talk of this at one point. I'm not sure what that looks like going forward with him. But um, 
But uh, it, it certainly is a possibility. And I know that they're going to first start off on Twitter and they're going to see if they like the product and how it goes, but they know in no way feel bound to stay there. One of the, the topics I love that he would touch upon is the corruption in a agency that we've been indoctrinated from the time we are children to um, believe is beyond reproach, and that is the CIA. The CIA, and, their, and when he did the expose, which was right, on the JFK assassination, that's when I thought for sure he'd be removed. I'm wondering, was there pressure from that point on, or was it a culmination of just everything, in particular exposing the money laundering scheme that's called Ukraine? Yeah, I mean, Ukraine was something I very specifically asked about. And, and if you look at any issue, he was the counter-narrative on almost all of these issues. So there's any one thing that could have had, you know, some investor, some person, want, or could be a culmination of all of them to want to take him out. Um, I, you know, I asked him about Ukraine specifically because for some reason that I thought perhaps, you know, there's so much money in war, we can't have him out there exposing what a thug Zelensky is. And uh, he said to me, uh, you know, the Murdochs are very pro-Zelensky, um, they support the war effort. They know that I do not. And he said, you know, when things are, when I was coming under a lot of fire for that, uh, Lachlan Murdoch came to my house, had dinner with me, and said, acknowledge how much they disagree, but let him do what he wanted to do. And, and Tucker, you know, Tucker is very gracious. And, he, and this, I'm talking to him after he, after a show was canceled. And he said to me, uh, he was always grateful for that. And he doesn't think it was necessarily anything on the Murdoch side about his content per se. Um, but it doesn't, you know, it seems like there are outside forces that, that twisted the hand on this. Uh, even though the Murdochs are very different in their views than, than his views, he always had editorial independence. Uh, now, whether that sharply changed or not, I do not know, and neither does he, but this is what he told me. One of the things that he was great at was bringing attention to people who have probably never been looked at by the right, or the so-called right. Uh, people like Aaron Mante and Greenwald and the Gray Zone. He also brought light to WikiLeaks. And I have felt for a long time WikiLeaks was a wonderful institution that gave people the platform to become true whistleblowers. Um, when he exposed the, these guys to the right, did they have a massive uptick in attention afterwards? I'm curious. Well, I think that it probably, in, in similar to, to my experience, is they, they discovered that they were in good company on the right and that they had been lied to their entire lives about what the white right was like. I mean, Tucker is such a gateway for so many people like that for the reasons that you mentioned earlier, uh, his anti-corporatism, his, his, his anti-war stances, uh, his civil libertarian attitude towards life. And this, uh, that I think that for people like that, you know, I, I remember I've been following Glenn Greenwald for a long time. He was a regular on the show, and I remember, and I've watched his evolution on these matters. And, of course, he was a staple on Carlson's show. Uh, and um, I don't even know if he calls himself a, a liberal socialist anymore, whatever he used to. Um, so that's interesting. And those people always did have a home on his show. I mean, Tulsi Gabbard, you know, was, used to guest host when he was out of, when he was, um, yeah. when Tucker was away, uh, which was very interesting. Um, and she's, you know, she's a liberal, um, but you would never normally see that on another Fox show. Well, Chadwick, I think that's the greatest threat to the establishment that um, is ruling over us and giving us this kabuki government uh, act that we see before us, that the fix is in. And I think what I've always said, I think what will save this country are people like me who have been categorized as conservative or on the right. And people like you were formerly, and like Aaron Maté and Glenn Greenwald and a lot of these people, once they understand I'm a capitalist, not a corporatist.
And too often those, those are bastardized. And, and, and the left thinks that these people support the Black Rocks, the Goldman Sachs, and the scandal that is our, our, our economy today. We do not. So I think that they have to keep a fence up. And Tucker Carlson, um, was opening that fence. He was the gateway you speak of, and they had to get rid of him. I can't wait to get your book. Where can we go now to pre-order it? And uh, where can we go to, to see you and, and read your articles? I'm sure you can go to TuckerTheBook.com, uh, and you can order directly from the publisher there, or also there's website, uh, there's links there to where you can order it, TuckerTheBook.com. Uh, it's also on Amazon, Million, Barnes & Noble, uh, basically anywhere that books are sold. Uh, and for me, you can find me on Twitter at Chadwick underscore more, uh, and you can check out my work at The Spectator. Uh, I've got clips on my website. It needs to be updated, but clips on my website, which is com. And again, for the book, TuckerTheBook.com. Thank you for making yourself available. If you ever need anything in the future, please do so again. I look forward to seeing you on the new network as we all kick in the teeth of Fox News and Rupert Murdoch has to sell his stuff. All right? Awesome. Thanks, man. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. January 6th. Exposing the corruption in Big Pharma, military-industrial complex, you name it, the CIA. What took them so long to fire Tucker Carlson? And now, the void that's left and the ramifications are back to normal, right? We're going to go back to normal, where the Republicans are our good guys, the Democrats are the bad guys. In the meantime, we're all victims of a government supremacy that has destroyed the quality of lives. The good news is there are other good politicians putting up a fight, like my congressman. Uh, thank you, Chairman. First and foremost, I find it just to be highly disrespectful that um, the Department of Energy was asked to be here. They're not here. They don't want to answer questions about their own rule, which is going to impact uh, the bottom line and the pocketbook of every American, especially those who own gas stoves currently. And, you know, Department of Energy has a new rule against gas stoves. Defund the Department of Energy. Defund it today. I don't want to wait for the shutdown. John in Park Ridge. Hey, Sean. It's great listening to your show. You're like my ride home oh, every day. You, I appreciate that, John. Thank you. So what I want to say is, isn't it obvious that they got rid of Tucker because they're getting ready to steal the 2024 uh, election again? Of course. You know, here's the thing, John. I don't think they I, – I think they almost got a question – from their own supporters. I don't think many Democrats feel that 81 million people voted for this idiot. If you go to the, the left, the hard left, they can't stand Joe Biden. You know what Joe Biden is. They didn't vote for Joe Biden. And, you know, that's the biggest fear, is that people who consider themselves on the left will start to hear the ideas of people on the right, like they did during Tucker Carlson, and they'll start to say exactly what Chadwick Moore said. Hey, these guys aren't so bad. And wait a minute, they want to tear down the same corruption we do? I'll never forget this, John, when, I, when they had um, those kids protesting after the collapse, uh, Wall Street, whatever they called themselves. They, they, I can't remember the damn name. I always forget the name. Occupy Wall Street. Occupy Wall Street. And they were, say, they were arguing against Goldman Sachs. They were arguing against Wall Street corrupting the economy. And as a trader, I had my trade. I, me too. I hate that too. See, this is what they can't have happen, is people want principles rather than policies. They like when people want policies because policies are meant to fail. And then they say, we just need more money. And then if you wiggle too much, you know what? Why don't we pay for your school? 
All right, good. And they're buying complacency of the mafia, like Chicago. And look at how good that's going. I appreciate the call, you know, John. Go ahead. Well, you know, you know that uh, Dominion is funded by Nancy Pelosi and, and Chuck Schumer, so that's the whole reason they got rid of them. Well, I don't know if they're beneficiaries or benefactors, but what I do know is BlackRock owns stock in both Fox and Dominion. So when they pay a settlement, aren't they paying themselves? The answer is yes. Yeah. It's one big freaking game. I'll never listen to Fox again. No, me either. Schlitz News. Thank you very much, John. Oh, Schlitz was number one beer. Now, can't even find it. Like a store in Chicago. A save-a-lot in Washington Park has closed indefinitely after a break-in. The community is already facing a food desert with little access to healthy foods. Nate Rogers joins us live now with details. Nate. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Um, A great loss for this community, according to... um, It's not a loss. It's a murder. They can't stay in business because the scallywags rob and steal, and they've been told to by the government. So where are you going, Save-A-Lot? You don't want to save a lot? Ah, what about now? The food stamps and all that. Ah, it's going to end well. The, the company, the store will be closed indefinitely um, as city leaders work to address safety concerns here. Now, according to a statement again from the company Yellow Banana, which is Save-A-Lot's parent company, they claim vandals broke into the store over the... What comedy club names these places? ...weekend, causing, quote, significant property damage and removing thousands of dollars worth of inventory. Hear this. Well, Kim Fox calls that acceptable. Those are, what are they called, backdoor reparations? In the meantime, you destroy the quality of everywhere and everything. And that's exactly what's happening in the sewer of Chicago. Once a great city. Now, now just a punchline. And who are the people that are helping? Who are the people that are teaching? Who are the people that... Are employed from her position following allegations she threatened a student with a gun. And WGN's Alyssa Donovan is live tonight with more details of this case. Alyssa? Yeah, Ray and Micah, the principal of George Washington High School, sent a letter out to parents today saying that a staff member had been removed pending an investigation. That employee, we're told by CPS, was misbehaving, behaving rather inappropriately. WGN has learned further that this involved a teacher, the threat of a firearm, and a student. A CPS teacher... Pulled a gun on a student. What about Chicago gun laws? Because the teachers are morons, in case you're not watching the news. Go on strike. You could use the exercise. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Wonderful. Sean, I have a question for you. I heard this uh, Corey Bush uh, talking about this, uh, about gas stoves. I got it here. Let me help you. Indoor air pollution. Yeah, let me help you. Let me help you. This proposed rule is not a ban on gas stoves. This proposed rule is not a ban on gas stoves. We are regulating indoor air pollution. Do me a favor, Rich. Just go knock on any Section 8 housing door and open the door. See what the indoor air pollution is as you get hit in the face like Cheech and Chong. God, are they going to regulate that? No, nah, they're not going to no. regulate that. Corey Bush is a hack, a moron, a self-enriching, oh, self-aggrandizing sure. con artist. If you think you might commit sexual assault, always carry a whistle. When you find yourself about to commit sexual assault, blow the whistle until someone else... 
You know, she's the perfect representative for a Democrat moron area because she's a moron. Exactly. That's who they deserve to run and destroy their cities. And, Rich, did you hear about the new plan in Chicago? Oh, you're going to love it. The new plan, the budget plan, was proposed by ACRE, the Action Center on Race and the Economy, all right, in conjunction with the People's Unity Platform, as titled a $12 billion just for Chicago. Huh, what's this? The first page begins with, step one, first we get the money. Ooh, you're going to love this new administration. It's going to end beautifully. Really, uh, it's going to be great. And another story we're following for you this morning. A community on Chicago's northwest side is torn over whether it should allow migrants to stay at a nearby college. Residents had a chance to... Go ahead. You guys pay for the college. Get them in there. It'll be fine. We got to get them out of the police stations. They're impregnating each other in the bathrooms. You're going to blend right in with the rest of Chicago. 312-642-5600. Let's cover a little loop ride. Did you see the story, Squirrel? Honestly. Oh, Did you ever see what happens when a car gets stolen? New at 5, Jeep Joyride. You're looking at dash camera video from a stolen SUV. Behind the wheel, a car thief tearing through the streets of Chicago. CBS News' Noel Brennan spoke with the Jeep's owner, who couldn't believe what else the video shows. I've never seen anything like that on YouTube or anywhere else. If you wondered what happens to... Passed up seven cops, blew every red light you could imagine. All in somebody else's Jeep. That's a CPS honor roll student. And now you can have the Jeep. I don't even want it back. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's true, Squirrel. I don't play a lot of Chicago stuff because it's depressing. Everybody knew what would happen. You keep electing these idiots, these crooks, this mafia, Democrat scallywags. Every morning, it's a fight with my dad about me not wanting to go to school. Emily Lozano is a senior at George Washington High School. She did not want to show her face on camera, but shared details about an incident she says happened back in March involving one of her teachers. If she feels like it's okay to do it to me, who knows how she's going to do it to other kids or if she's going to do it to other kids or, you know. According to Lozano, the teacher threatened her with a firearm following a disagreement they had in the classroom. Now you're paying $30,000 a year for this kid to go to school. Thirty grand a year. These fat-ass moron teachers making a fortune. Their packages on average over a hundred grand on average. You kick in all the retirement and the benefits. It's preposterous. And the teachers are morons themselves. Whether it's the scandals of sex, which are almost unbelievable. I know they want you to think it's, it's, it's the, just the Catholics. It's not. And I'm Natalie Bomke. An audit of Chicago Public Schools finds widespread fraud and shocking sexual misconduct. The investigation by the Office of Inspector General focusing on the misuse of COVID relief funds and abuse of students. 77% of the nearly $1.5 billion in pandemic relief funds given to Chicago public schools were spent on employees' salaries and benefits, according to a 2022 77%. Office of Inspector General report. 
The report finding schools and CPS departments were handing out atypical amounts of extra pay without proper documentation. The report says employees fraudulently clocked each other in and out of work. In one case, an employee received $150,000 in extra pay while he was fraudulently clocked in at school, but actually at a casino. In addition, the report found administrators at an elementary school deliberately miscoded students who were truant so that their absences wouldn't count against the school's attendance rate. And in other cases, as in years past... Golden goose of corruption. What do you think it's like when you went to school and the teachers cared about you? They taught you principles. They taught you how to read. 8% of these kids can read. The rest are getting molested. It's despicable and disgusting. More money, more money. First we get the money. Go ahead. Every fracking business, everyone not in on this scam should run from that now ghetto. Once a formerly great city. Don, Fox River Grove. Don, first time caller. Love your stuff. Hey, um, I just want to get your take on the globalists. If we kind of step back, forget all the crap going on in Chicago, but ruining the economy, running the economy into the ground, all these people coming across the border, it's all planned, right? It's all part of their plan. But what are they? what's the end game for them? It's your definition. Don, this is the problem. I was having this conversation with somebody today. You're judging this on your definition, on your character, and you're judging it against what your idea of success is. And that's the wrong way to look at it. This is exactly the goal that they had in mind because it builds oligarchs. And they're oligarchs and we're all slaves in poverty. Why do you think smart people, educated people, and rich people advocate for socialism? Because in the world of socialism, not only do they not have competition, their wealth is forever guaranteed. So there's more money in corruption than there is in honesty. Corporatism of Wall Street guarantees profits. Capitalism does not. That's why Wall Street and their corrupt houses practice corporatism and hate capitalism. They'd rather bastardize and fraud the system because there's guaranteed profit in it. Capitalism is risky, baby. You go broke in an instant. They don't want like that. That's why they have everything the way they want it. Too big to fail. Who came up with that expression? Corporatists. That used to be called, get the hell out of the way, you bankrupt bust out, and then good people go in and rebuild it. But now you've got this system, and the the American people accept it. And that's why you're giving away the very principles that built you the quality of life you take for granted. And now you'll see this Save-A-Lot story. It's like every other Walgreens and the rest of it. There's no reason to be in business in ghettos. It's not safe. It's not profitable. It's a waste of time. And that's why you leave these ghetto areas. But the rich people in Chicago, they're still going to send their kids to the private schools. They're still going to have their food shipped in. doesn't affect them when they're rich. It only affects everybody who's not. The end game is power and control. But aren't they going to be at risk of all the crap going on? No, they have their own security. No. Their Uh, kids don't go to school like your kids go to school. Their kids have bodyguards. They have bodyguards. Pritzker doesn't give a rip. He could care less. Neither does Astor Street. Now, the rest of the Gold Coast is the Bronze Coast. They don't care. They pull out. The destruction is where you make your money. That's why they throw $5,000 a plate fundraisers for little Lori Lightfoot. Because they got the contracts of all the rebuild. A lot of money in corruption, brother. Anybody that tells you crime doesn't pay never looked at American politics. Thank you very much for the call. I truly, truly appreciate it. In the meantime, let's go to uh, some good news. 
that together we can make America great again. I want to attack these problems and make America great again. People by Clinton for president. And now you are being called upon, every one of you, to secure a better future for your children and your grandchildren and to make America great again economically, educationally, and socially. It's time for another comeback. Time to make America great again. Oh, I thought that was DeSantis. That's not DeSantis, squirrel? Oh, that's Bill Clinton? You mean Bill Clinton, the same Bill Clinton that was married to Hillary? I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And nobody blames you. Nobody will go near Hillary Clinton. Nobody, not even her doctor, who always calls in sick on that day. Our border is a disaster. Crime infests our cities. The federal government makes it harder for families to make ends meet. And the president flounders. But decline is a choice. Success is attainable. And freedom is worth fighting for. Riding the ship requires restoring sanity to our society, normalcy to our communities, and integrity to our institutions. Truth must be our foundation, and common sense can no longer be an uncommon virtue. In Florida, we prove that it can be done. We chose facts over fear, education over indoctrination, law and order over rioting and disorder. We held the line when freedom hung in the balance. We showed that we can and must revitalize America. We need the courage to lead and the strength to win. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback. I wanted him to say the Bill Clinton. The Ronald Reagan, the Donald Trump, make America great again. But he didn't say that. In the meantime, I was hoping he would lead the secession movement. We'll just have to watch him get cheated in the election in the future. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. It's interesting when you think about our health care system. Over the last 14 years specifically, have there been big advances since Obamacare has passed, or has it been like every other government program, an unmitigated failure with lipstick on it? That's the way it looks to me. When you see the argument now about the debt ceiling, oh, the Medicare. What about the Medicare? What happens in Medicare? When I want to know these questions, I go to Dr. Daniel Holler. I had him on last October. It's a pleasure to have him on again. Dr. Daniel Holler, how are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. So a couple of things. You took on the, uh, the No Surprises Act in 2020. I had you on in October to discuss it. Has there been any movement? Is there any update on that? Yeah, uh, so they, the uh, judge in New York, uh, not unexpectedly, uh, ruled against us. She dismissed uh, all the counts of our action, and we are currently uh, in the appeals process. Uh, it's been submitted. We're waiting for uh, the, the uh, defendants to supply their, their return uh, on our appeal, and we'll end up in court again, hopefully soon. And what um, that was was to the uh, the foothold of all socialism to stop good people from being paid well. 
because socialism promises mediocrity at a very high cost to everybody. And that that bill, the No Surprises Act, was to bar doctors from hospitals from billing patients on a, what they believed was a fair rate. Correct. Correct, and, and it, it really wasn't. It wasn't just about barring doctors from from billing patients because at the end of the day, doctors don't want to send bills to patients. We want the insurance company that ensures that if you pay me a premium, I'm going to pay when you need it. We want to ensure that the insurance companies actually pay what they're supposed to be paying, uh, and they're not. And what the No Surprises Act did uh, was completely put all of the leverage and control in the hands of big business insurance companies, and it took it out of the hands of the doctors and the hospitals. And it created a very unequal power uh, dynamic in this relationship that's been going on for 20, 30 years. It basically seesawed it and put all of the weight on the insurance companies to be able to have full control over it. Well, doctor, and those insurance... Those insurance campuses and those buildings and those huge payrolls to insurance brokers, those aren't going to pay themselves, Doc. They have to stiff somebody. That's right. And it's funny you mentioned Medicare just before because uh, there's been some studies that have come out um, comparing what uh, physicians got paid in the 90s to what they're getting paid now. And not, not including inflation, it's 22% less. 22% less for the now? same procedure now. So let me understand, because this is my ballot. I love inflation. I love to inflationally adjust. For instance, $100 in the 90s would be comparable to about 200 to $185, depending on where you live. Now, so you're saying that now you make 22% less when you have inflation that is ironically about 25% higher. Correct. Well, that doesn't pay to be a doctor. What the hell did you do that for? <laughs> we do it because we love people and we love to take care of people. That's why. But uh, it's becoming difficult for the new generation going into medicine to convince them that this is a good idea. Well, this has always been the problem with socialized medicine. It's why America was at the forefront of all medical advancements, of all medical technology and medical treatments that worked, is because we weren't socialized. So to a certain extent, you had to see this coming. I know good doctors did, smart doctors did. But I'm wondering, will the future look like uh, going to CVS and talking to whoever's behind the counter? That's the closest you're going to get to a doctor in the future, don't you think? Yeah, you're, you're going to have uh, AI, you're going to have nurse practitioners, you're going to have physician's assistants, and there will be much fewer doctors out there taking care of people. Uh, and just to quickly go back to Medicare for a second, yeah. you know, when, when you have spending in the government that's completely uncontrolled and you need a place to hit and say, you've got to save for some reason, they always come back to Medicare. Let's cut Medicare. Let's cut reimbursements. Let's cut reimbursements to hospitals. At some point, there's a max to how much you can cut us. You've got to start cutting something else, one of these other things that you want to spend money on, because you can't continue to cut the, the framework for keeping people in America healthy. So how big of, of, of uh, what happens in the government shutdown? Medicare, you still bill it. What gets paid? What doesn't get paid? How does it work? Nothing. In in a in if if they don't come to an agreement on the debt ceiling, uh, and they decide to close, uh, Medicare uh, will build will be billed. The Medicare patients will be taken care of, but 
the physicians and hospitals and organizations will not get paid. Um, if patients need drugs, those may not get paid for. So we will take care of them from a professional point of view, but if they need any kind of device, like a walker or uh, a cane, or if they need uh, uh, medications, that will likely not get paid, and the patients will not get those unless they pay out of pocket. Now, there are automatic prioritized bills that get paid. The top of the list during a government shutdown is the debt. The next is Social Security. Um, The next, I thought, was social benefits, meaning food stamps, Section 8 housing. How does Medicare not fall under that umbrella? So it's all about where the money comes to, right? So the the government is still going to be collecting money. The IRS is still going to be collecting taxes. But the IRS is not allowed to decide what is going to get paid. They have the money in their funds. So they're going to pay the things that they will decide, you know, is most important for them. But it's not as if the government is going to take the IRS money and use that to pay these other. These, so it all depends on where the money comes to. So ultimately, because you know what, you know, why I have a hard time wrapping my head around this is that the, the, no government on the planet at any time in history has taken more money from its citizens than right now. We're at a record right now. While all this goes on, revenues into the government are at the highest. So ultimately, this falls under a bureaucrat purview to not pay Medicare. And I'm wondering, how can you how can that not be prioritized outside of a bureaucracy? That, that's an excellent question. I think that the government and those in charge do not think that this is going to come that far. I think that they believe, and each side believes, that they are going to go head-to-head and someone will cave. And I can tell you, after speaking to some Congress people, Republicans will not cave to this because they do not like where the unlimited spending is going. And they will not cave and besides for a few people, the entire caucus is in unity with this one. So you know, we may be looking in a bad time in the next couple of weeks. It's funny. You and I touched upon this, I believe, last time, in, in the waste, fraud, and abuse, in particular among bad players in your field, and every field has them, in the, in the overbilling, in the Medicare. It's in the tune. It's billions of dollars that is stolen from foreign entities, from bad actors in America. Do you think there's a reason we don't ever clean that up and, and focus on it so that it can always be used as this weapon? you think it's more advantageous for government and the corrupt players in it to have this messy and sloppy rather than organized and taken care of? I do think that there are people that thrive in chaos and in chaotic environments, uh, people that uh, are able to seek advantages where other people don't. Yeah. Uh, and I, I believe people in politics are able to squeeze out the advantageous uh, sessions and time and uh, make sure that it, it promotes their uh, story as opposed to those of their competitors. So I, I'm, I'm certain that, that what you're saying has some truth to it, that, that, uh, that in, in a place where there is no law or there is no ruling, some people thrive in those environments. 
I've never understood. You know, I, I was reading the article in the National Council on Aging, and, and this is just last year. It said $60 billion is frauded from Medicare, and it's just an article. And then there's never anything done. And you watch all the waste, fraud, and abuse in all this phony altar. We're going to take care of the old. We're going to take care of the sick. The reality is all they do is end up harming the providers of this care. And that is why you have, from some estimates, are 50% less doctors, 50% less hospitals than before Obamacare. And the, the argument against Obamacare was that you'd have more government in an arena that would squash good people from succeeding, as always happens when government enters any industry. What have you seen since Obamacare? And is it a good thing, or should it be what I believe ripped out by the roots? What, what is your opinion of the government takeover of health care? So the Affordable Care Act, just like so many other wonderfully named projects, does not always live up to its name, just like the No Surprises Act. It, it's, it doesn't live up to the, oh, there's no surprise anymore. There's always going to be a surprise. You come into the hospital, and all of a sudden you get a hit with $10,000. Why? Oh, because you didn't realize this, but your deductible was $10,000. So it, it doesn't always uh, affect the change that you think it's going to affect by the name. And the Affordable Care Act, although... Some parts I don't disagree with. I don't think people should have to pay more for health insurance because of previous uh, medical uh, treatments or health conditions. I think there are some good things increasing the age that you get covered by your parents up until 20. I think there were some good things that went into the Affordable Care Act, but the Affordable Care Act is nothing but affordable today. Uh, prices and premiums of those Affordable Care Act plans, the Obama plans, have gone through the roof. And part of the selling point of the Obamacare was you can keep your doctor. Well, people can't afford Obamacare anymore, and they can't afford insurance, and they end up going either on straight Medicaid, which their doctor doesn't take, or don't have insurance at all. So the whole idea behind keep your own doctor, sure, if I can afford the plan, I can keep my own doctor. But today, all these years later, Obamacare has become unaffordable to a lot of people. Now, you're a general surgeon practicing in Long Island, correct? You're, correct. You're in the field. You're dealing with the people. What you've experienced over the last three and a half years, the kind of takeover of medical opinions, medical procedures, the scandal that's happened since we've all learned, the money laundering scheme of big pharma paying NIH doctors, collaborating, the revolving door of hiring – what has your opinion, what's happened to your opinion over the last three years when you, when you think about government, the CDC, the NIH, and Big Pharma? What, what is your opinion as a guy in the field? I think that both as a guy in the field and uh, someone that's part of the public in the United States, I think that in general, uh, people, uh, the masses, have a distaste towards uh, medicine in America. I think they don't know who to trust and what to trust right now. Um, it used to be we can trust our peer-reviewed journals that were top of the line. No longer. People are realizing that there are a lot, there's a lot of fraud going on in medicine and medical research. Uh, and I think people are very scared of who they trust and when they trust them. Uh, patients are coming in very distrustful of doctors and of hospitals. Uh, 
for instance, I do a lot of hernia surgery. They're coming in talking about, you know, they read some article about repairing a hernia with mesh. They refuse to have mesh. I have patients refusing to have anesthesia these days. So it, it's really affected but what happened during COVID. And, and I'm talking about the secondary effects, the secondary effects of some of the, we'll call it research that went on during COVID and some of some of the the medical information that went out and the changing of the medical information back and forth. I think people are very distrusting right yeah. now of the medical community and it's gonna be hard to get that trust back. And I think it's it's hurting a lot of both patients and doctors in many different ways. And yeah, I, uh, I, I, I don't have an answer for, for how to make it better. Uh, I think it'll just take some time for people to regain the trust in the medical community. Yeah, I think that'll happen when um, people have trust in the uh, in the entities that control it. And I don't know if you can look at what happened over the last three years and have any faith in anything the government says. I, I have to tell you, I'm a little contrarian anyway. And prior to me talking to you, my doctor was Dr. Pepper, so now you're my new doctor. But I, <laughs> it's 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 interesting to see the kind of fascistic takeover of a profession that was so individual that you took pride in having a doctor that had a different opinion and that stood out and that had a fantastic record. I remember when I was growing up, you go to, oh, there's my doctor. He's the best and the best. You don't really hear that anymore. And that's when you realize this is what it looks like when government takes over something. I can't remember the last time I heard, oh, this is my doctor and he's great at something. And you realize so many of those doctors have been put out of business. And, you know, I love the fact that you are still in this fight because, I mean, believe me, before you come on, I look at you. I know your resume. I know that you're one of those good guys. And you're going to be the one that's squeezed and weeded out. That's how I view this. That's how I view your fight in New York against something that wanted to just have general pay and turn you into a postal worker. So I hope you win. And I'm curious to know um, in the future what happens. Will you please keep me posted on this? Of course I will. This is this is a very important uh, part of United States history. Um, we're seeing uh, healthcare kind of get destroyed, and I think I've said this in the past. Uh, United States has the best healthcare in the world. People yeah. come here from all over the world to get healthcare, and the healthcare that we're giving now is not the healthcare that it's supposed to be. It's not what's available, and the problem is not the healthcare in America. It's the health insurance in America. That's the problem that we face. We pay premiums to a third party in hopes that if we ever need care one day, they will pay for it. And they are now saying no. We are, they are prioritizing profit over the public and the consumers that are actually paying the premiums to, that, are, that are increasing their profit. United Healthcare in 2021, sorry, 2022, $20 billion profit. $20 billion. Well, Doc, it's deny, deny, defend, and it's every yeah. insurance. I'm telling you, I have I, I have insurance licenses. It, I, I came to a conclusion as a very young man, insurance is a fraud. It doesn't exist. It's an illusion of protection, and people pay to be treated like slaves, and they pay to be denied. I spent the vast majority of my time not having insurance. It was only through intimidation of my wife and threat of divorce that I even had it. And you're paying 2500 a month. I used to tell her, we, we're all healthy. What insurance did Galileo have? He made it to 84 for God's sakes. You know, in the meantime, it's something to watch. People still call for something that they know doesn't work. 
There are still people, I just want insurance, but it doesn't work. Okay, give me more. Rather than have a direct relationship and a private agreement with good people like you. People like doctors that say, I know I'm not going to pay. I'm still going to treat you. That is a testimony to not just your character, but people like you. So can people go somewhere to keep an eye on you and support you as you get stiffed by insurance companies and the government? Yeah, of course. I mean, we're not asking for handouts, but um, we certainly appreciate the support. Uh, and the biggest support they can do is actually talk to their elected officials, say to them, we didn't sign up for this and we didn't elect you to, to not be, have a stake in our care. And to speak to them and say, we elected you and we want you to represent us, not to represent the insurance companies that are taking our money and not paying out. Uh, we do have a nonprofit. The nonprofit is called Real Heroes Fund. It's www.realheroes.org. There's another website that we're affiliated with called Protect My Benefits, and it's about New York State and the New York State government plan, which is now slashing their benefits but increasing their premiums. Uh, who understands that? I know that they need to build a uh, a football stadium up uh, in near Buffalo, so that the governor is trying to save money and and uh, push money towards uh, a new stadium for the Buffalo yeah. Bills. Yeah, I, I don't understand not? it. But, yeah. So so again, we we're here to help. We're going to take yeah. care of people regardless of whether they get paid or not. For, until our last breath in in practice, we will do that. Uh, but um, we we're out there. We're out there fighting for for people, fighting to be able to practice medicine the way we want, and to make sure that people get the right care and not lose access to care. Well, Doctor Daniel Holler, I've always hoped that I die violently, but in the case I don't, and I need a doctor, I hope I get a doctor like you. Thank you so much for making yourself Thank available, you. and good luck on your case. Thank you. Take care. You too. We'll, we'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's the wrong one, but yeah, I know. I love Purple Rain. Did you you know the the, uh, movie was on Saturday? Did you watch it, Squirrel? Did you ever see that movie? Oh, Apollonia. Oh. Sold a lot of tickets to see her naked. That's when men were men, Squirrel. Now, they're just fellas who are tying themselves and binding themselves in all kinds of unusual places. And it's funny, the uh, Mike Madigan Irish voters, they don't need to bind themselves. In the meantime, let's go to another Democrat story. A woman is in custody tonight after punching a student in the face at John Lewis Middle School in Waukegan. Police say the 29-year-old woman, Angel Terry, and a male offender went to the school to confront a student about a previous altercation with Terry's niece. School staff tried to stop them. And if you take a look at this thing, you take a look at this story. Take a look at this wildebeest punching a kid in the face, you morphodite from going in, but they were battered along the way. The man also attacked a staff member and a teacher before he and Terry drove away in a blue Nissan. Police found the car and arrested Terry at the scene. She faces two felony charges and will be in court tomorrow. The man's not yet in custody. She'll walk. And then there was another good story at the another golden goose of corruption, O'Hare, which stinks like a urinal or pantyhose, depending on your perspective. In the meantime, you're looking at $8 billion of nobody can find and it's another sewer. 
And an example of Chicago. I'm Tia Ewing. Wild video captures a brawl at baggage claim inside Terminal 3 at O'Hare International Airport last night. Multiple fights broke out and it was all caught on camera. Take a look. Chicago police tell us this all started at around 11.05 Monday night as passengers were getting off the plane. There was a verbal confrontation and obviously it spilled over into the baggage. These are savages, savages who do not have the dignity, integrity and any other thing to operate in society. They're Chicago Democrats. In the meantime, good news for Chicago. Like every other third world hellhole, corrupt hellhole around the world, Governor Pritzker deploys peacekeepers for Chicago Memorial Day weekend. I hope they have blue helmets on. You're going to need them. Cream Puff Jim, you better be staying in. This is going to be a long weekend. They take a look at you. They're going to think you have money. You're going to be beat with your underwear in your mouth on a curb. Anyway, I was going to say, I wait for a big announcement on the Twitter from uh, Musk and the uh, Santas. I have already got a. I mean, I played it for you. Oh, did you play it already? Okay, I haven't heard it yet. Well, you but were anyway, sleeping. You're not at work. Yeah, yeah. Pick your head up. <laughs> anyway, I was going to say that uh, DeSantis has the obvious, the eye for the obvious. Of course, he's got the eye for the obvious. That you know, ageism. He got two Methuselahs running, and his and his criteria. They'd be too old to see all a funeral uh, parlor. Yeah. So this guy's a youngster, and this guy's going to come in. The problem, the problem that the Grand Ole Party has is they're splitting up their scratch right now, and the, the guy from Texas is jumping on ah, DeSantis. Come on. No, they're jumping on no, Listen, here's the other side pack. of the coin. Trump's There's super a- wait a Trump's super PAC is attacking with both thongs and the, the other super packs because that's the only ones that run did you say thongs? show did you say thongs thongs are what you have at the no, end of the day after you start out with boxers <laughs> no that's not what's happening what's happening what's Good. happening right now Good. is the democrats are taking you're gonna vote for this guy you got a guy with freaking dementia an embarrassment to mankind uh, oh yeah yeah well as it, far as i'm concerned uh I, I, anyway, I'm over Biden. That's all I know. Yeah, there you go. There's the thoughtful Democrat. I know he soiled himself, but he's our guy. We understand the corruption. We like it. We're going to vote for this moron no matter how bad things are. Because he's a Democrat. In the meantime, you think they're going to tell you how Republicans need to win? I don't think so. What they tolerate is unbelievable. Just look at their big cities. Look at what they live like. And then now you understand why they tolerate this half-ass, short-in-the-pants gangster. I want to make a comment about something that one of my colleagues who just left the room said. You know, he made a reference to the former president of the United States and his family and their known business dealings in China and other places. You know, I found it interesting because one of the biggest differences between the Trump family and their foreign business dealings and the Biden family and their foreign foreign business dealings is that the Trump family actually owns businesses. They actually own hotels and resorts. Okay, pretty stark difference from what we're learning, what many of us knew. And now we're actually learning as the oversight and judiciary committee actually get to uh, bring in witnesses 
You know, the sad thing is for everybody in this room, everybody in this room, everybody in this town, everybody in this country knows that if the FBI and our DOJ had the type of damning information, hard evidence, bank records, etc., on the money laundering that this president, his family have been up to the last couple years and their names were Eric and Don Jr., we wouldn't even be having this hearing. You know why? They'd be in jail. And this is exactly the type of thing I was talking about, Miss Murphy. See, that's how you know he's newly elected. His name is Eric Crane out of Arizona, I believe. This is how you know he's new to Congress. It won't be long he'll be talking like Adam Kinzinger or that low-life scumbag Joe Walsh. And this is exactly why so many of your colleagues have had enough and they've become whistleblowers. Miss Murphy, what do you think about that? So many of your colleagues have had enough. What do you think about the whistleblowers that just... This is an FBI senior, Murphy, who's part of the American KGB, often referred to as the forever bothering Italians or FBI. Said I can't do it anymore. I can't cover for the organization, the institution that I work for because I didn't swear an oath to them. I actually swore an oath to the United States and the Constitution. What do you think about that, ma'am? Does it, do you feel like they betrayed the institution? Or are you glad that they're up here? Sir, I appreciate the question. Um, you know, I am, I'm proud and I'm happy that we live in a country where there's whistleblower protection acts. Where are the whistleblowers? Oh, they, a couple of them, you can't find them. They disappeared. Huh. Maybe they're with a Jeffrey Epstein. Won't be long. Be hanging in a cell. You know, it's interesting. The American people, what they're willing to tolerate and continue to vote for Democrats. Grandpuff Jim is a wonderful guy, I'm sure, in person. But why would he still vote for Donald Trump? I mean, uh, uh, Joe Biden. Why would he still vote for him? And the reality is why he still voted for Daley. Why he'll vote for Lori Lightfoot or this Marxist fraud, Brandon Johnson. Because it's the scam they have to protect. It's not the principles of anything. It's the scam that enriches them. They'll tolerate any abuse. You know, ma'am, I think they do do some amazing work, too. But I think we both know that its, it's reputation is massively tarnished. And I think we're both glad that we have whistleblower provisions in this country. But I think if we weren't you weren't under oath and we weren't wearing these clothes and in this room right now and we were having easy. a private conversation family show easy now i sure hope there's part of you that is embarrassed and disgusted with what the fbi has been up to and i know the american people are i mean you're damn right we are i'm embarrassed about the fbi i'm embarrassed about this idiot in the white house i'm disgusted and enraged with the corruption in our foreign policy but it's still going to be chanted and cheered by so-called Republicans. Right, Lindsey? Coward? I like the structural path we're on here. As long as we help Ukraine with the weapons they need and the economic support, they will fight to the last person. And this coward doesn't give a rip about the hundreds of thousands that are already dead. Russia now claims it has won the battle for Bakhmut, but the fighting continues. Both sides have taken massive casualties to control the symbolic but strategically marginal city in the east of Ukraine. All of it for nothing. None of it would have happened. None of this, none of the deaths would have happened had Joe Robinette, my socks are wet by, not been allowed to steal 
the most important office. All of what we're living through is the ramifications of the Democrat mafia pretending to be an American political party. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. Before Fox News, Tina Turner liked the baby oil on the lake. All right, that was, yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Um, Bank rate. Bank rate says less than 50% of Americans can cover a $1,000 bill. The argument is CNBC says only 39% of Americans can cover a $1,000 bill. Look at what has happened since this idiot, Joe Biden, the Democrat scourge, frauded an election in 2020 and stole the offices. Look at what's happened here. It has to come to an end, and I don't really care how it comes to an end. I certainly don't think they're going to win. I don't think it matters if Trump or DeSantis or Tim Scott or Gatsangul runs. I think this electoral system in this country is completely bastardized. And why not? You're talking about trillions of dollars and no one's asking questions. Raise the limit. Fix the government. Idiots. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. That's why I had to call back tonight and say, respond to Cream Pop Jim. Like, and this is to people like Cream Pop who might be out there and others Come on, Cream Pop. You're sitting like a smart man. This country's in downfall. This president is an embarrassment to everybody. And, oh, by the way, we should not give any more money to the Ukraine and should not get involved. Not what do you one think? Frackin', not one freaking penny. You got you had hundreds of thousands of people that were killed. None of it ever had to happen. And, you know, it's funny you say smart when you think about growing up in these Democrat mafia-controlled neighborhoods. It almost is smart, Right. You just pretend to be a Democrat. You kiss the ass of the half-assed gangsters. You get yourself a cushy job you never have to show up to. And you get a pension in perpetuity. It would take you $3 million to retire like a municipal worker in Chicago. Or you could just vote Democrat. The problem is, when you have that, the areas that you vote for end the way you see Chicago tonight. It ends just the way you see it. On our 11 a.m. news, we told you about people being robbed at gunpoint at two Chicago gas stations overnight. Now police say there was a total of six incidents. The spree started in the 11... All robbed, beat, mayhem by CPS honorable students, none of whom can say the word ask. Greg, Lake Geneva. Hey, Sean. You know, every day you talk to Cream Puff Jim... And every day, I have no idea what he's saying because I don't know if he's slobbering over a donut or no, a no, no, no. That's that's whatever. It, it, no. In Democrat areas and Democrat hubs, if you ever worked for any Democrat villages, you don't have to finish your words. I can speak that. I completely understand every word. I can't really understand anything. But that, yesterday, you played a clip of George Soros, and him I can actually kind of understand. Same thing. And it's like he just probably the same thing that greg that's why i understand every word here i'm gonna i'm gonna translate for you thank you very much for the call i'm gonna translate i can speak the same thing the only difference is soros has about what 600 billion who knows you know set up a foundation in ukraine before ukraine became independent he set up a foundation in ukraine before it came became independent to steal everybody's fracking money of uh, russia um, and 
and the foundation has been uh, functioning ever since. There is one person who was very deeply involved in Ukraine, uh, and, and that's Biden. 400 million stolen by just Zelensky, billions of the American people's money stolen. It's called foreign policy under a Democrat mafia. Three, one, two. Oh, come on, squirrel. Give me another segment. Can you do it? No? 21 hours. I'll be back. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.